Welcome to the Michigan Opportunity, an economic development podcast featuring candid conversations with business leaders across Michigan. You'll hear firsthand accounts from Michigan business leaders and innovators about how the state is driving job growth and business investment, supporting a thriving entrepreneurial ecosystem, building vibrant communities, and helping to attract and retain one of the most diverse and significant workforces in the nation. Hello, I'm Ed Clemente, your host today. And we're fortunate to have someone with a lot of energy. Uh, We'll find out why she has so much energy here in a minute. But Lisa Lunsford, she's CEO of GS3 Global. Thanks for being on the show, Lisa. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. Why don't you tell people what, first of all, what GS3, it has an, an actual acronym for something, right? Yes, yes. It's uh, Global Strategic Supply Solutions. So that's kind of a mouthful, right? So after a while, you know, just got to a point of saying GS3 because, you know, we're automotive. We all like acronyms. But <laughs> so, but uh, GS3 actually started in 2010. You know, we kind of rose out of the ashes of the Great uh, Recession. And uh, we started as uh, a value-added warehouser, you know, uh, doing kitting. Uh, being a tier two uh, to a uh, group that provided what is now known as Stellantis. And then we uh, grew into a manufacturer. So we uh, now uh, pride ourselves in the fact that we have pivoted in which we are more solutions-based metal form company. And we engineer, we fabricate, we bend uh, metal, uh, primarily for the automotive industry, but we're also moving into the uh, uh, construction industry. So that's kind of exciting right now. So construction for automotive only or everything? No, for everything. We're looking at the uh, energy, you know, uh, looking at the um, energy infrastructure and saying, okay, what is it that we have to put in place? Where, Where is the market going as we're looking to introduce alternative propulsion, right, uh, systems? And so when in that, you know, we decided that uh, we would actually partner with a uh, construction infrastructure group and work on a project on the western part of the state in which we are looking at uh, not only for the charging stations and the hydrogen fueling stations, we are also looking at alternative ways to power facilities, you know, reuse the land, you know, whether it's solar field development, whether it's using gray water to produce green hydrogen, you know, bringing all the players together in that uh, space. So it's an exciting time for GS3 because I get to get get back into my chemistry. I haven't used my chemistry and, oh gosh, I'm going to date myself, I think uh, since 1986. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, you are an engineer then by degree or I, I, am a, I am a chemist by degree. Oh, wow. And, okay. Yeah. And, and engineer by training Ford Motor Company hired me uh, in uh, 1996 from North Carolina. And I, I agreed to come up and uh, uh, which, you know, every day, I, well, when the winter hits or when the first cold air hits my ankles, that's when I realized that I made a promise that I was supposed to move back home and never did it. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, it's a beautiful state, North Carolina. Um, you went to college there too, right? Yeah, I went to an all-girls school. I uh, went to a Bennett College. Uh, I was uh, raised in a house full of uh, four boys. And my father said, well, somebody's going to an all-girls school, so I guess it's me. <laughs> and uh, Bennett College was like right in our backyard. And my father always admired Bennett Bells, as we're called. So 
Well, you, you know what I find interesting with all these interviews, you know, we do is some of the more interesting people are not like originated in Michigan, right? We we have Michigan, I think maybe because of the automotive industry and the manufacturing base, but we have a lot of transplants here who like maybe roll their eyes about the cold, maybe a little bit when they get here, but then they like the state. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of funny, but go ahead. What were we going to say? No, no, I, you know, you're, you're absolutely right. I remember when I hired in, there were 11 of us, 11 transplants that all started in plastics division. And I think I'm one of two that actually stayed, but stayed uh, in the state. Everybody, you know, kind of moved, uh, moved all around the country. They didn't necessarily go back south, you know, so there are, you know, a couple that went to New York. There's one in, uh, in uh, Wisconsin. And, uh, but, but it's amazing when you get here, it's, uh, I don't know, it's something about that chaotic hum. It's something, you know what I think it is? I think when you cross the Michigan uh, border, Ohio border, all of a sudden you take off like a rocket and that's, that's really nice. You know, <laughs> you know, it's probably a bad thing to say, but <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, I would think I, I presumed you meant all the new manufacturing and all of a sudden you're into a quick business industry. And that's what I meant for yeah. your interpretation. Um, I don't know. No state police listen to this for call. <laughs> um, the uh, other thing too, is that, um, you know, you're kind of, it's interesting, but what is your definition? Because first of all, we got hooked up through um, Glenn Stevens and Chris Moyer from the uh, Detroit Regional Chamber. And you're, why don't you explain your relationship with both of them? Okay, well, we're, uh, uh, GS3 is a uh, Miss Shadow member. And I am the first of uh, the inaugural chair of Miss Shadow. They've been in, Miss Shadow's been in business since about, I think it was uh, 2012. And so this is the first time they decided to have a chair. And so I was so honored that uh, they approached me about it. And, and I, and the work at Miss Auto is because I love all things automotive and, and working with Miss Auto or being a part of that team, the dynamics of all the different companies and member investors that are part of that is, is amazing because, you know, I, you get to hear, uh, everything about mobility, right? You get to, um, talk about how do we protect the industry, right? What are we doing to protect the industry? Are we doing the right things to protect the industry? Are we doing the right thing to get new talent to the industry? What is it that, that we need to showcase and say? And, you know, how do we sustain the industry? You know, and when we seem to move like a collective, a swarm, we get so much done, you know, and I, I think that's the the best part about being a part of Mission Auto. You just feel like you're part of something that, uh, you know, really drives America, right? And really sustains what America is all about, which is about that freedom. You know, I think automotives give us that freedom. And so to me, just being part of that is just exciting. Well, you're an example of it. You came from a different state and you went to Ford, I think you said originally, but look how you've you know, you've had many evolutions in your life already. And that opportunity is, you're right. That's what kind of, no pun intended, drives America, yeah. especially for your field. Yeah. But uh, except at the border with Ohio. So um, <laughs> I love the, uh, the other thing, too, I thought, is you're also on the board for the Detroit Chamber, too, right? Yes, I sit on the executive. 
Yep, I'm an ex- I'm a board member there, and 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 again working as a collective on the entire on the region, right? On what makes uh, Detroit tick makes the region tick, right? And so it's it's again working together to make that region to protect. Uh, what we have here in Michigan to, you know, continue to sound the board because as we, as Michigan, as, as the Detroit region moves, you know, we have all these other uh, states coming after our signature, right? And sometimes you forget how important that industry is or how, you know, you, you have this habit of saying, uh, oh yeah, the Eiffel Tower, yeah, we know it's there. We know, we know. But how many people would love to have that Eiffel Tower, right? How, how many people would love to have the automotive industry and be able to say that I am part of what makes America moves? I am that heartbeat. And I think sometimes we forget that. So we working together with Detroit uh, Regional Chamber, with Miss Shadow, with the state, with the other uh the other counties that, you know, have these great uh, R&D centers or and uh, other businesses that are part of this region is, uh, again, it's electric. I, I love the hum of it. I love that chaos of it. Well, you're also doing, to tie into that, you're doing some things. Is it onshoring or insourcing? I didn't know what the exact. Yeah, it's the onshoring where, you know, manufacturing is coming back, which is an exciting time to really be in manufacturing because now we are we are truly understanding our worth. So I also with all these challenges we're having and we're going to get to your supply chain angle, too, in a minute. But how do you see companies maybe coming back to the United States? What is part of your perspective on that? Well, I think this is a great time to be onshoring. Um, here we are, you know, where we are building back what really built America and, you know, bringing back the innovation, you know, being a part of that innovation and being uh, where we build what is necessary here to sustain not only America, but I believe the world, because I do believe that innovation, we should be collaborative, of course, across borders, across waters. But at the same time, I think that we should uh, look at how we can uh, build here to sustain the industry here. And you actually have a very active ability to do that with uh, youth, I guess, or people going to school because you're on the uh, Illich Business School Global Supply Chain Advisory Board, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now that, oh my gosh, you know, meeting, uh, meeting the, the kids uh, the, or the young folk or the young, <laughs> I like to call them youngins because I think they call me old head. You know, I got that gray going and everything. So, you know, I guess I'm the OG now. And, uh, <laughs> no gangsters here, man. Yeah. They, <laughs> and, you know, sitting there and listening to them and listening to their ideas is just great because I enjoy mentoring. I enjoy, you know, bringing up that next generation because uh, I need somebody to pay for the Social Security because I want to <laughs> leave you shortly. So I need to put it in good hands. But um, it's an exciting time for them to see how all of this works together, how we are all collaborative globally, but how also can we be uh, collaborative nationally and, and regionally and what that looks like. I I had the pleasure of mentoring uh, a young student whose uh, parents own a restaurant. And uh, she, at first she didn't catch that 
of some of the things that she was going through with the supply chain, not getting paper plates, not getting the the uh, not even getting the utensils and and the food and all this was really part of this larger scope or scale of the supply chain. And once we talked about it and stuff, she actually saw that she had experience in supply chain management and that she could go off and actually work in that world of supply, you know, not just from a procurement uh uh, standpoint, she was also looking at it as a customer, and she could also look at it as from the supply base. So it, it, it's really great being a part of that. Yeah, and I know you might be familiar too with the MEDC's mobility with Trevor Paul and some of those guys as well. Yeah, yeah, that is. I mean, you know, to to know that the state. Uh, sees mobility, you know, sees where the automotive industry is really the cause for the mobility space, right? I mean, everything we do, we do while we're in motion, okay? And so to know that they thought enough about the industry and the importance of the industry to establish an office and I like that. And so uh, some of the things that are coming out of that are, are great, like the High Tech Development Initiative, in which they you know, Mish Otto is working collaboratively with with that office to, you know, set a plan, set a strategy in which, you know, we can uh, retain talent that we are uh, growing up here in Michigan right here to use in the industry and within the state. Because when we're talking about high tech, we're not just talking about uh, automotive, right? We're talking about it all. We're talking about medical devices. We're talking about food. We're talking about farming. We're talking about everything that happens within the state, the, the software coding. You know, we have Epic Games that's here. You know, their, their founder is here. And some of the, just to see some of the stuff that he's working on to make Zoom so interactive that that and we could have a, a Zoom meeting with your the two avatars and we could go walking. I mean, it's, it's just amazing to me. You're listening to The Michigan Opportunity, featuring candid conversations with Michigan business leaders on what makes Michigan a leading state to live, work, and play. Listen to more episodes at michiganbusiness.org forward slash podcast. What sort of uh, trends or disruptors, too, do you see? I think you've already hinted at quite a few of them, but uh, anything specifically you think you haven't mentioned yet? Well, you know, I, I look at, you know, this, uh, the, the electric vehicle, which is which is great. But my, everybody always says that I don't like electric vehicles, right? They, they know me. I love the ice. I love the rumble of an engine. I love the smell of exhaust. I mean, all the toxic stuff, right? <laughs> but I do like electric uh, vehicles because off the line they are a lot faster than my ice. So I, I love that internal combustion engine. So so you know I'm a speed demon too. And uh but you know as as we're going and we're developing, I always think that we should be looking further. Is is that is is the electric vehicle it or is that just a stepping stone to something else? You know, how what is it that that is on the horizon? Is it hydrogen? It could be another it could be an internal combustion engine that is uh, designed uh, to be more environmentally friendly. You know, um, 
So when I when I see hydrogen or the the fuel cell electric vehicle coming down the pike and looking at that and watching that development, I'm wondering if the EVs did not set that platform for that to even take place. And as that's taking place now, what do we have to do to actually support that? What you know collectively with the with the uh, energy groups. Uh, what are we looking at? You know, how, how do we make this thing a go? Because and how do we get the software right? And, you know, what what is it going to take uh, to keep the cyber uh, bullies at bay? You know, the cyber, I should say, the cyber stalkers, the cyber threat to where we do have full control of our vehicles. Um, you know, just you know, trying to put it all together and work with everybody on it is is great because everybody comes from a different perspective from the software developers. They come in from the electric uh, power companies. You know, what what do we have to do there? And from the fossil fuel uh, community, what does it look like, you know, to them? You know, how do we all go down this path together and in a more balanced, I think, more balanced uh, path then, um, you know, just racing down, getting there and, you know, now what? Now we're here. Now what? But I, I do see where hydrogen might be the disruptor. Yeah. And, and I think you also point out to youth because you are mentoring them. They might want very different things than the Gen X or other generations might want. And, you know, a lot of them don't even like driving sometimes. And uh, so, I mean, that's going to affect whether they just want point A to point B or whatever, you know, in the yeah. future. I think my da- my daughter and, and her little buddies, they're all 15, you know, they're high schoolers. And my daughter just uh, went and got a driver's permit yesterday. Totally disappointed because she couldn't take home the hard card, right? She she got the piece of paper, and she was like, "Oh, when, when am I going to get my when, I, when am I going to get my permit?" You know, so so I was totally excited that this kid wanted to drive. So now I could stop. Um, and in talking to them, you know, it, it's funny. It's maybe about uh, I could say 50 50 percent want to drive. The other fifty want the others to come and pick them up. <laughs> you know? And and they kind of you know they like the idea of Ubering you know uh, uh, they so it's 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 uh, it's it's an interesting time because it's like we really don't know right we we don't know and I think but as we're thinking this through I think it's great that we're thinking about both we're thinking about the ones who want to drive the ones who can't drive and the ones who do wish to drive and as we're thinking about how do we put this whole mobility together you know uh i think it's it's just and it's just an exciting time to see how um all of this unfolds because it's you know, I don't have a crystal ball, but I'm looking at it and saying, I don't think a nameplate is going to be as important, you know, or the styling is going to be as important as the point A to point B. It's, it's one of those things that is almost scary to me because it's like a brave new world and I'm coming through. I, I've been driving since forever. And now to know that that might be taken away from me before I'm ready, you know, I'm... <laughs> Well, who knows? I know that um, you sort of just touched on the next question, which uh-huh. is if you could go back maybe and talk to your high school self, what would you tell yourself to do for career wise? Oh, my gosh. I, I would say uh, be open. Uh, don't be so rigid. 
don't get stuck on time. Don't get stuck on time. Um, I, I would just say be very fluid. Be a generalist. Continue to learn. Stay open. It's just beautiful what can happen when you are open. It's just a lot. You know, you don't have to be stuck in one industry or one mindset that that's the only way things can get done. And I think when you have an opportunity to explore, you are so much more creative. And I would tell my my younger self that because I, I was very rigid. I was very definite about things. And it only it was only after I had my child that I realized that I you know, needed to be more fluid that, you know, she made me a better person in that. So, well, you know, I know you've met our new CEO, Quentin Messer. And, uh, I also think that that's the kind of advice you want to give him too, when you, because, you know, we're looking how to keep talent in the state mm-hmm. and that's the sort of advice and, you know, people who are actually hiring people, that's, they need to hear that and anticipating what the next gen is going to want and how they're going to grow into these jobs. So that's why your work at Illich school is important too. Um, you know, keep that in the forefront too, because you're, you're, you're on a good path and logically, I think. Um, the, the last question is because you're a transplant and I know you come from race car driving atmosphere of North Carolina, but uh, what do you like best about living in Michigan now? <laughs> you know, I, I, I love the uh, I love the organized chaos. <laughs> you know, I love the hum of Michigan. It's something about it. You get here. I don't think it's the four seasons or anything, because, you know, again, when that first cold wind hits, I always, you know, reminisce about going home. But it's really about the people. You know, and I also believe this is truly the land of opportunity. If you have an idea here in Michigan, nine times out of 10, you can find somebody there to help you work it out. You know, all these engineers that are around here, you can bounce an idea off of somebody. And by the time you've left, let's say, a table of 20 people, you have come up with a new new invention. I I think it's wonderful here with that. You're going to have some opportunities, I think, in the future to work with the Innovation Center that'll be opening not too far from the Illich School. That's right. And I'm looking forward to that. I have some crazy ideas I'm ready to go with. (laughs) I bet. Well, anyway, once again, I want to thank you today. I'm going to, our guest again was Lisa Lunsford. She's the CEO of GS3 Global. And you've been a pleasure to talk to and a lot of fun. I appreciate your answer. And thanks again for doing the show today. Thank you. Thanks for the opportunity. Have a great day. Join us next Wednesday when we chat with Charlie Tyson with the MEDC as he gives us a rundown of the Consumer Electronics Show happening in Las Vegas. He'll run us through the MEDC's activation, why an economic development corporation is out there, and how Michigan-based small businesses are making noise at CES. The Michigan Opportunity is brought to you by the Michigan Economic Development Corporation. Join us and make your mark where it matters. Visit michiganbusiness.org forward slash radio to put your plans in motion.